It's Monday. It's morning. And it's macabre. Listen, guys. Daddy had a little vacay. All right. Listen, Dar's dad had a little. When you got vacay. two kids, you gotta have a vacay, and what that means is you say you're going out for smokes, and then you just don't come back. Hey. Hey. Oh, wait. How are those smokes? Um, I. You know, the cashier made me smoke the whole pack, and I said, "Did you smoke the whole pack?" I said, "This is a good learning lesson." No, I uh, don't. I don't smoke. Don't smoke. Don't smoke cigarettes. Don't smoke. Unless you're trying Uh, to look really cool. But I was on a little vacay and did not bring any recording apparati. Ooh. And so if you wanna if you wanna come to somebody's house and burn it to the ground and yell at them for not getting your little podcast out on time, blame me. Blame Dars. Blame me. Blame Canada. But you know what? If you burn my house down, that means no more. So I got you by the balls. <laughs> get really got you by the balls. <laughs> That's how they do it at Sling and Dingers. They get you by the balls. They get you by the balls. Sling and Dingers is the balls. <laughs> um, but hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Listen to Two Doofuses Talk About Something That Makes Us uh, Sad or Intrigued. Yes. Or my two favorite sag-treed. emotions. Treed. Sectreed, sectreed, sectreed. In intrigued. Either way, scones. We'll, we'll how was your weekend? That. Me? Uh, yeah, you. No, the other scones. Hi, <laughs> I also went to the beach. Each Ooh. I got away. Way? What are they gonna um, say? Saw. Yeah, you know, just uh, had some good food. Had some mac and cheese. Things that's, were looking up. That's the best food there is, baby. Things were looking up for the old. Everything came everything up. Everything came scones up. Scones. Yep. 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 My yep. ankles are wet, but my pant cuffs are bone dry. And that is what's going to be written on your grave. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> there goes everything coming up. Scones. Oh, I had to say it. <laughs> what happened? Uh, my shoulder started bothering me, and I went to stretch my arm and knocked everything off my desk. Oof. Yeah, that's why that's why oh, I got rid of no, my shoulders years ago. All over the floor. I said shoulders are for the for the birds, dude. You don't need them, dude. I wish I didn't have my left shoulder. This thing's an a, my a arms problem. are attached directly to my rib cage. That'd be sick. You it's know, like super a little dope. kid's drawing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hazel came back and was like, "This is what Daddy looks like," and I was like, "I need to make this reality." <laughs> <laughs> you have perfected the human form. Yeah, I've got very thin legs and a very box-like torso. Like a, ripped up torn shoulder like a kushtaka dude yo i'm glad you brought it up yeah uh, (laughs) to last week's episode if you want to know what if that fucking means yeah listen all the way through because it's not till the end um yeah i uh i also went to the beach beach actually i didn't go to the beach (gasps) i take it back i had to work while my in-laws and wife and children went to the beach beach and then to the arcade (laughs) Squidward watching SpongeBob and Patrick. Exactly. And I was just like sitting in a room with my computer. That's a bummer. Typing away. It is a bummer, but you know what, Scones? I wrote some great code. Okay. Nice. Uh, Well, all of my comments were just. You didn't miss much. Uh, Yeah, it's what? Sand and water? I can can get that at home. Yeah, and if you're a a pale fellow like me, you kind of just wrap yourself in towels and sit there and bake in the sun. Yeah. Yeah, you look like what a vampire would look like at the beach. 
Yeah, I'm just a pastelli. The thing's wrapped in like banana leaves. That's it. I don't know what that means, but I like it. Sounds like Hello. a fancy food. Is it like a fancy, fancy food? feast? I I need you to give me an idea of what it is. Uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> uh, I know they. It's probably in a lot of Latin American cultures, but I know it from Puerto Rican food, and it's cooked. It's like delicious, kind of like almost like a meat pie cooked inside. Banana a leaves. Banana leaf. It's delicious. And then you, yeah, uh, you get it, and there's a little string, and you untie it, and you open the banana ooh. leaf. It's fun. It's a good time. That sounds kind of like, like lobster. There's like a little fun like should we, thing you have to get through to get your your sweet sweet food. We should live stream banana leaf. What is it called? It's called like a, a pastelle. Pastelle. I might be using that. I'm pretty sure it's a pastelle. Is it two L? Is it like a pastea or something? Is it, one of, is, it, is it like a deal like that? We are we are sound so white right now. <laughs> white as hell, but I already kind of got that out of the way by saying I have to wrap myself in towels. <laughs> at the, I have to mummify myself anytime I lay down at the beach. Yumsy mumsy is what everyone says when they. I see don't them. tan, so I just stopped trying a long time ago. Yeah, I I was like, give me those real good nose. I just sunburn my entire childhood, so like I have like forty five year old man wrinkles at like twenty. Hell yeah, dude. And that's the way I'm living life, baby. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's uh, we both had really great weekends. I hope, listener, tell us about your weekend. Yeah, What'd tell us about do? your weekend. Or the upcoming weekend where we're going to get Ooh. Jimmy's ass. Ooh, Jimmy, Jimmy, quite country me. Got a greater. <laughs> we got a buddy's 30th birthday. 30th birthday party. Now, Scones, you just had your 30th birthday. He's having yeah. his 30th birthday, and I'm never having one. Nope. Uh, I'm so young and spry, and I'm going to... Except your skin, as you mentioned Except my skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> skin's been on like three tours in the sandbox, but my uh, my brain is still young. Three tours in the young. sandbox, dude. Um, so, oh, something what? I found out. Uh, I sent it to you on Instagram, but I don't know if you saw it. Apparently, Steven Seagal... Oh, yes, I did see this. Made some music. He made Jamaican dancehall music. Yeah. Now, if you don't know what Jamaican dancehall music, uh, the most famous Jamaican dancehall artist of all time is Sean Paul. Is that dance? Um, Is that Jamaican dancehall? Is he like like temperature? Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say. That's what that is. Uh, Sean Kingston has some songs that are like that, but it's a very popular genre there. And for some reason, (laughs) white ass Steven Seagal was like, let me do this. So he's awful, but he's done so many awful things in such a diverse way. <laughs> he really is. It's like he is the like te- like God's like we need a human that we can just test stuff on for like debugging purposes, <laughs> and we're gonna use Steven Seagal just to do everything. And the video of him. If if you don't know who Steven Seagal is, look him up. He was like an action star, kind of like a B action star back in what the eighties. Yeah, I mean he's everyone. But knows. he's I mean, like if you don't know Steven Seagal, you're you're, you're doomed. <laughs> he takes himself wildly seriously in the worst possible way, and there's like videos of him like at judo competitions being like attack me <laughs> and everyone runs at him and pretends to like flip over yeah, and like and yeah like, they all like fall over he, like he fixes these things to make it look like he's like some weird martial arts master or have you seen the clip of him in like the i don't know if it was a film or what it was where he was like a soldier and it's like him moving tactically through a building <laughs> like it's so bad oh no it's very funny 
Um, yeah, Steven Seagal's a lunatic. Absolute who, crazy person. Who, but like he's, he's up now, there with Gary Busey for like just he, crazy <laughs> people, dude. He's somebody who does what he wants to do, and, uh, and he has pays made, other people to make him look good at that. He's made enough money that he can do that. So, like, who am I to? I don't condone him using attempting yeah, to I use a either. full Jamaican <laughs> accent in his dance hall song. That's where I went wrong. You're free to make a dance hall song. Just don't put on the really bad Jamaican accent. Oh, and God. you're golden. And he's saying like nonsense. Like it's not yeah. even like he's saying words with a Jamaican accent. He's just like riffing like <laughs> syllables. I don't know. Anyway, that's what I found uh, out. Oh, that yeah, was, that was, that's what I should have led the. Yeah, you should have opened. You, should, you shouldn't have been like, "It's Monday, it's morning." You should have been like, "Listen." <laughs> we should have just opened with I have that song. Big news. <laughs> um, well, scones, I have something for you. Oh. Um, speaking of riffing on things. Yeah, let's riff. I got a all that's interesting article. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my new <laughs> noise. Oh. Uh, this is about. A 1963 railway heist. <gasps> Scones. So I put on your Ocean's Eleven hat. Because uh, today we're talking about the great train robbery of 1963. The biggest oh, railway hey. heist of all time, time, time. Band. So, band. S- s- uh, be polite and play those pipes. I can't believe how polite they were when they did they that. They were so polite. They're like, excuse me, is it okay? if Is this decibel level? Yeah. All the right. The drummer offered his seat to an old woman. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> and then crossed the road with her in the drum yeah. set. Really impressive. He picked While up every piece of time. drums. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is an article by Amber Breeze, edited by Matt Crabtree. Oh, I love those people. Yeah. They're my favorite author They're the best and editor in the combo. Base. So, do you think August, do you think they oh. get mixed around authors and editors? Do you think they they're mm. like partners? Like there's an, there is an author editor combo. Yeah, I think it's a package deal, dude. You got it. I think it's like Batman and Robin. It has to be. Wait, who's Batman? Uh, the author. Ah, uh, okay. Editors okay. out there are fuming. Fuming. Um, so on August 8th, 1963, 15 men raided a postal train passing through a small English town, making off with the modern-day equivalent of $58 million in what's known wow. to this day as the Great Train Robbery. That's a lot more money than I expected. That's a lot of sugar, baby. That's so much sugar, baby. That's What if that became my new, my new phrase? That's, That's a, a lot, lot of sugar, sugar baby. <laughs> but you used it for anything we talked anything. about. I could be like, yeah, and he murdered yeah. 17 people. Like, oh, that's a lot of sugar, baby. <laughs> <laughs> or like just eating a good steak. You, it, it's it's so versatile. <laughs> it is. It's like the you F word. You just yeah. use it in a, a lot of different sugar, ways. sugar, baby. It's just how you like the inflection you put on it is what matters. Um, like I'll go to a funeral and like shake the widow's hand and be like, that's a lot of sugar, baby. <laughs> Um, that's a lot of sugar, baby. <laughs> um, baby, <laughs> that's a quite a 
quite a I knew your husband well, and, well, he had a lot of sugar. He had a lot of sugar, baby. It's like, are you hitting on me, or what is happening? Yeah. Be like, there's a lot of sugar, baby. Well, let's just say there's a lot of sugar, baby. Let's just say, you know, there's enough sugar to go around, baby. Listen, baby. Baby, please. There's a lot of sugar. Is that being put away in the cop car? Uh, anyway. No, babies, you don't understand. It was so much sugar. There's so much sugar. I'm not resisting. Um, I demand a lawyer, baby. <laughs> All right. So during the early morning of August 8th, 1963, a British postal train traveling from Scotland to England suddenly stopped at a red signal in a small village. I when picture the, tra- the Hogwarts Express. Yeah. So the 15 men were flying in Ron's convertible. Oh, no. <laughs> the Weasley's car was flying at the train. Now, speaking of a family that has a lot of sugar, baby. Yeah, speak. Yeah, that's. I mean, they've got the whole. They got Thank green God guts. For the Irish. <laughs> oh man, a second Weasley car has hit the tower. So when the train, <laughs> so when the train's coming here, stepped out to investigate the issue. Masked men attacked him and took control of the train. In total, fifteen masked assailants cracked open the train's car and stole two point six million. Equivalent to fifty-eight million today. That's a it's <laughs> a lot of sugar, baby. There it is. <laughs> the the Brash Heist is now is known as the Great Train Robbery and is still the largest train robbery in history. Wow. The night of the Great Train Robbery. I gotta know. Around three AM on August eighth, a British mail train traveling from Glasgow to London stopped at a red signal near Cheddington, England. The co-engineer of the train, David Whitby, jumped from the lead car to investigate the signal that had delayed them. When he got close, he noticed a leather glove lying against the light. A six-volt battery also hung from the contraption. Whitby went to make a call to the rail line to see what the issue was, but he noticed that someone had cut the phone lines. (gasps) They're inside the car. Confused you gotta, what he, at this point, you're just like, fuck. Like, you know yeah, what like, it is. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, I'm in a movie. <laughs> it's every train conductor's nightmare. It's There's like about a to bunch be a of lot cowboys. sugar on this train. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, even modern, you get in the Amtrak, and they're like, are we clear of cowboys hooting and hollering? <laughs> <laughs> First question right you ask in MBTA <laughs> school is you raise your hand at the Department of Transportation. You say, have we cleared out the cowboy we, gangs? <laughs> are we sure? like masked men on horseback, right? Have you checked the tops of the trains? They like the I've tops of the trains. Three ten to Yuma. I know <laughs> what this is. Oh man, uh, dude, three eleven to Yuma. Dude, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Investigate three eleven, dude. Yuma is the color of your energy. Whitby went to make a call to the rail line to see what the issue was, but he noticed that someone had cut the phone lines. Confused at what he was seeing, Whitby started making his way back to the train, but was quickly interrupted by a hand clamping down his arm. If you shout, I will kill you, a strange man told him, according to <gasps> Smithsonian Magazine. He gave him the clamps? Yeah, he clamped, yeah, they literally clamped them. He clamped them. Uh, several masked men then emerged from the shadows, accompanying Whitby back to the lead car, where head engineer Jack Mills was waiting, unaware of the danger. The masked men rushed into the car with a cudgel and began beating Mills over the head until he became unconscious. Oh, man. Which is a clamp into cudgeon? That's a weird 
way to phrase that. Until he became unconscious. Like, it's a Until decision. Until he decided to be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unconscious. Until his brain decided to not be conscious no longer. Until he moved from the state of consciousness to that gracefully sweet, sweet. <laughs> to the state of unconsciousness. And that's a lot of sugar. Did a British person write this? That feels like a British thing to say. It does sound... I. That's a good question. Is Breeze British? Who knows? The Great Train Robbery had begun. <gasps> yeah, I would. that would be another thing for the train conductor. I'd be like, is this music specifically playing yeah. anywhere outside? What <laughs> would, what would British cowboy robbers look like? Would they have like the tri-cornered hat? Oh, and they'd bust mean, in yeah. with like uh, in 1963, a, yeah, with a musket and be like, "What's all this then? <laughs> What's going on in here, babs?" <laughs> <laughs> They're all like Cockney for some reason. Yes, yep. This is are, are we stereotyping? We might be British people. I don't think they're my... in a press group, so I think we're fine. <laughs> they deserve it. Is what Scones is again? Saying. It's like they're I think famously oppressors. I don't history. know, dude. That's a lot of sugar, baby. Right, well, British people come up to me and tell me, "Hey, I appreciate <laughs> you using our accent." Then I'll I'll think about. Yeah, it. that yeah. If we get a DM, we'll we'll cut it out. <laughs> Conducting the most lucrative robbery in history. After seizing control of the lead car, the men detached the first two cars from the twelve-car train. Then they realized they had a problem on their hands. The robber in their ranks assigned with learning to drive a train realized the mail locomotive was much more complex. <laughs> they, <laughs> they he used like fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's like, whoa, I used a leapfrog for this. This thing's really weird. Nobody, uh, this is way different than the model. So this is hilarious. This is very Benny Hill, but they yeah. needed Mill, who was the lead engineer that they just beat the shit out of. So, recognizing this issue, the men roused Mills from his semi-consciousness and forced him to drive the train half a mile down the track as he bled. <laughs> Which is so funny. They're like, hey, I know we just beat the crap out of you, but like, so he's going to drive this thing. <laughs> I thought, thought he Benny did. was going to be good yeah. for this, but he does. He apparently did not, you know. Like, I thought <laughs> Nigel was going to drive and he's in a full <laughs> night. Armor. Yeah, he's he is a <laughs> ironclad knight. Uh, and then there's another guy with a top hat and a monocle sucking tea. <laughs> We've covered all of the eras. Um, so more men emerge from the darkness using iron tools to force the second car's door open. Um, they subdued. Oh, sorry. So they get him to drive the train half a mile down the track as he bled. There, more men, masked men, awaited the train's arrival oh, at Bridigo Bridge in Ledburn. More men emerged from the darkness using iron tools to force the second car's door open. They subdued the staff inside and quickly formed a human chain, transporting bags of money from train to their vehicles. In total, the men lugged 120 sacks of cash out of the train and into three vehicles. Dude, that's hardcore. That is hardcore. Uh, a military truck and two Range Rovers. Also, it's got like kind of uh, Sleeping Beauty dwarf vibes when they're all just like in a chain throwing sacks from one <laughs> to another. Know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm imagining is going on. Uh, so the robbery of this train was no crime of opportunity. The weekend prior to the theft had been a bank holiday, resulting in a buildup of mail and cash-filled envelopes. The men Ooh. knew that if they managed to pull it off, the robbery would be very lucrative. That's a oh, lucrative, isn't it? Oh, that's a lot of sugar, baby. Bank holidays are a very British thing. Yeah. 
That's Does anyone true. in the world call it a bank holiday? Like a federal I, holiday, a bank holiday? A bank holiday? Nope. Not me. Because they just want that cheddar, baby. <laughs> so less than half an hour after stopping the train, the masked men made out with $2.6 million. Or pounds. They said the masked men just started making up. I thought, yeah. The masked men furiously To celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Later, a guard patrolling the other 10 cars still stationary in Cheddington realized the gravity of the situation and called authorities. <laughs> There's a bunch Yikes. of people here. They stole everything. They're making out. Wait a minute. Everyone's <laughs> make Dudes are kissing in that car. <laughs> That's a lot of sugar, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the sugar they're giving each other. <laughs> The night <laughs> kissing a guy to top that—that's a lot of sugar. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so for the authorities at Scotland Yard, the Great Train robbery seemed like a nearly impossible crime to solve. <laughs> After all, the men had worn masks, and very few witnesses were present. However, however, there was one clue as to where the thieves may have gone. According to the British Transport Police, upon leaving the train, one masked man told the postal workers in the second car not to call the police until 30 minutes after they'd left. These made authorities believe that the thieves likely had a local hideout. The hunt was on. The fight is on! Immediately following the Great Train robbery, authorities began canvassing local neighborhoods, dredging up files on past offenders and staking out several homes they deemed suspicious but this seemingly led nowhere. Authorities started at square one, their first step being crime scene analysis. Given eyewitness testimony, authorities were confident that whoever planned this crime likely had an insider perspective of the mailing industry. After all, the men knew when the train would come, which car contained the sacks of cash, how little security there was on the train, and the right place to stop the train. While police worked on this theory, an important lead arose. Ooh. Ooh. Days after the crime, a herdsman living roughly 20 miles from the scene telephoned the police after becoming suspicious of the nearby Leather Slade farm. He'd seen men coming in and out of the home at bizarre hours following the robbery. Police responded to this tip the next day and found a gold mine of clues in the farmhouse. Even before they entered the home, authorities found 20 empty mailbags on the ground. That's the a lot of mail! That's a lot of mail. The getaway vehicles involved in the crime sat covered in the yard. Inside the home, police found sleeping bags, food provisions, and games. While the robbers attempted to wipe their fingerprints from the home, police extracted several fingerprints from a game of Monopoly Uh (laughs) and a ketchup bottle. Somebody goofed. With this new evidence, authorities slowly apprehended each robber one by one. The capture of thieves and prosecution for the Great Train Robbery. The first robber police apprehended for the Great Train robbery was Roger Cordry, a florist from Burnmouth. His landlord tipped off the police after he had given her rent payments three months in advance. So Cordry <laughs> kind of blew it. Uh, blew it. That's what really... you get for paying. Dude, being responsible of... tenant. I, do you think when they're playing Monopoly, Monopoly, they're like, this is us now, baby? Like Pretty much. They basically just... They, they, the irony of gaining 2.6 million pounds and then losing it over Monopoly. Uh, that's a movie. That's a film. From the railroad. <clears throat> so, after the police arrested Cordry, they used knowledge of his associates to capture 12 more robbers. 
Ugh. Gordon Goody, Charlie Wilson, Roy James, John Daly, Brian Field, Leonard Field, John Weeder, Ronnie Biggs, Tommy Wisby, Jimmy Hussey, and William Bowl. <laughs> Those <laughs> names are so perfect. Oh, and Bob Welch. So, yeah. These men faced trial for the Great Train Robbery in 1964, with all but five receiving sentences of 30 years in prison. Wow, five and, got off? Yeah, five also, guys. They years. started five guys, dude. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. Well, that is. I guess there's multiple they charges, also, probably. Like yeah, they, sabotaging, a lot of, assault. <laughs> I was going to say, they also knocked the dude out, and then... They cudgeled uh, him, and then they brought him back. Uh, so... <clears throat> These these men faced trials for the Great Train Robbery in 1964. Blah, blah, blah. Interestingly, the court acquitted John Daly of the crime, citing insufficient evidence. These harsh sentences led to prison escapes from both Charles Wilson and Ronnie <gasps> Biggs. No in way. In Wilson's case, yeah. His associates helped him escape to Canada for a time before authorities located and extradited him back to England. Oh, he got got. <clears throat> he got got. He Ronnie got got. Biggs, yeah. Ronnie Biggs escaped prison in 1965 by scaling a wall and jumping into a furniture truck. He fled to France, then Australia, and finally Brazil. He managed to evade authorities until 2001. Wow. When, <clears throat> in poor health and aware he would be arrested, he came back to England for medical treatment and was imprisoned once more. At that point, it's kind of worth. <clears throat> yeah, for, for, like you get like 40 years of like Freedom. chilling with... Well, we don't know if he's still got the big, big bucks, though. Well, I mean, if you're like old and sick... Yeah, and like I'm you feeling, can't afford healthcare. Prison's free healthcare, so it's like Jones, you're 30. So like, what's being old and sick like? Oh, it's tough. I'm thinking about Brazil. Em? It's in, <laughs> it's in the the dream. Brazil, journey. Australia, and France are the three on my board, my vision board. I uh, uh, I don't know. What do you think? All the money and smooching each other would be worth it? Uh, for that amount of sugar, I'd do anything. <laughs> Call me simple plan, because I'd do anything, brother. Uh, I think that was simple plan. <laughs> I don't know. I do anything. Yeah, so, I still don't know what okay. song we're talking about. You don't know this song? Just to hold you in my arms, trying to make you laugh somehow. I can't put. You don't know this? Nope. Hold on. Yes. I know. I don't want to hurt my oh. mind. Become another casualty. Yep. I know about casualties of society. No. I'm not. Oh, producer. All right, I'll be up in a couple minutes. Connor. Bye. All right. <clears throat> Sounds like we had a producer call in. Yes, I had a producer phone call request. Anywho, <laughs> we can not use British accent anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, turns out uh, just too much sugar for the English. So, too much sugar anyway. for that tea. Uh, there so, it is. To continue, to continue, Ronnie, Ronnie Biggs got in prison when he went back to England. However, authorities did not arrest the ringleader of the operation until five years after the crime. Police arrested Bruce Reynolds, and a court sentenced him to ten years in prison. What? Authorities? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. We got ten. <laughs> yeah. And five <clears throat> free. Yeah, dude. Ten and five free. Five free ones. Uh, authorities still do not know the identities of some members of the gang, including the Postal Service informant. The conclusion of the Great Train Robbery of 1963 is a tragic one. Following the crime and incarcerations, several robbers went on to meet violent ends. Buster Edwards committed suicide in the 90s, Charles Wilson was shot to death by a hitman in Spain, and Brian Field died in a car crash with his wife and children. Wow, so these 
these dudes were well connected for yeah or like people wanted these people dead for more than just train robbing i assume well i imagine if you're like doing the biggest heist in history you probably aren't like the most uh on the up and up individual to begin with no but that one mailman is making out like a bandit yeah that informant was like "Ooh, child i'm gonna start you P.S. Just one postal worker just like suddenly lives in a mansion. Yeah, right. That's He's pretty like, much yeah, the, rent ahead. The pension's great. <laughs> uh, so for victims Jack Mills and David Whitby, the robbers had also had lasting impacts. Mills never fully recovered from his injuries, suffering from headaches until his death in 1970. David Whitby, traumatized by the events, died from a heart attack in 1972. At the age of 34. Ugh. That's fucked. That's real young. That's real young. That's Neil uh, Young. And that's Neil Young's real young. Uh, to feel young. Yeah. So, while the world's largest train robbery is a fascinating story of robbers coming together to pull off a highly organized heist, one must remember the lasting impact it had on the lives of those who experienced it. One must remember they didn't pull it off, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So that's the uh, that's the great train robbery. I like that uh, one. No one planned, like regarding driving the train. Yeah, well, scones. It's. I mean, they planned it. It's just he was like, "This one's too advanced." Like they. <laughs> yeah, you think they would have been? I'm not this far in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on chapter one. Trains go vroom. I'm not ready for this, like, all these contraptions. I don't know why, but in heists, like, much more so than any other crime, for some reason, I root for the people pulling the heist. Yeah, that is interesting. Murderers, I'm not like, yeah, murder. But, but something heist? about, hi- well, I think it's just the, the idea of the heist. But, like, someone stealing money through, like, like a Madoff-style scheme, I'm like, well, fuck it's, that guy, but stealing money yeah. through a heist, well, i I'm think like, it's also also has to do with, like, the victims. Like, with Bernie Madoff, it's just, like, moms and pops getting screwed over. With this, it's, like, a a bank Yeah, fuck that bank. I guess, maybe. I don't fucking know. Maybe this is a bad comparison, but it is something about how... Also, like, just a... You love seeing a group, a gang of friends come together. (laughs) Yeah, you love seeing a team. A team team, coming together. They got the demolition guy. They got the... You know what I mean? Like, anytime you've got... The lookout guy, the lockpick. Yeah, the lo- exactly. The tech, the the uh, the 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 attractive female to like coerce the like guard or whatever. Yep. We see like, The really like athletic, flexible guy. Yeah, Mister Fantastic. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, the thing. Yeah, the thing. Human torch. Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, Susan Storm. Yeah, they're involved in every single heist. Yeah, heists are sick. Heists are sick. Dude, if there's one thing to take away from this episode, gang, heists are sick. Heists are sick. And I know, like, baby, it's crime, but, <laughs> man, a lot of sugar. there wouldn't be enough, like, so many movies about them if they weren't, like... If it wasn't sick. <laughs> if it wasn't a compelling thing to do. Exactly. Uh, so... Let us know where if you guys have special talents for a heist and want to get together, uh, we could set something up. Um, yeah, we still need a pickpocket. Yeah, we need a pickpocket. Scones, you could probably do the whole coercing of the guard. 
Yep, you can do the uh, computer hacking. Exactly. You could so we've got put most like of it. the security cameras on the loop. That's a famous thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll cut the frame somehow and like yep. I'll hack the I'll truncate the router and hack the IP into the mainframe. Yep. And I'll wear a mustache uh, and have an ID be like, I need to get in there. That man's having a yeah. heart attack. <laughs> the doctor was his mother. Uh and so yeah, if you've got a special thing, uh let us know by reaching out at mondaymorningmacabre.com. MM Macabre Pod on Twitter and Monday Morning Macabre on Instagram. And uh, if you do, we'll give you a free bag of sugar on the house. Free bag of sugar. And aside from that, I love you so much. Love you. Bye.